0: Warning, the film we're discussing this evening has outdated attitudes, language and cultural depictions which may cause offence today. Welcome to I Wouldn't Watch.
1: This is the warning that came up on Sky before we watched the film that we're about to talk about from 1985.
0: 1985. I think
1: it's the earliest back we've been.
0: It is Beating Die Hard, which was 1988. Mm -hmm. We're watching...
1: The Goonies. The Goonies, ah! Which was a recommendation from the lovely Grace Snow. Shall we listen to
2: her...
0: Yeah, let's hear what Grace had to say about The Goonies.
2: What can I say about The Goonies? Well, it's not actually a favourite film of mine, um, to be honest with you. But I did watch it hundreds of times over my lifetime when I was growing up in the 90s. It seemed to be on telly all the time. And it's classic 80s. So I recommend it for the nostalgia, really. You know, kids' adventure films absolutely exploded in the 80s. And this, along with E.T., is one of the best examples, I think. Um, But I do have to offer you a word of caution. This film is of its time. It would not pass today's standards. Um, It's proper cringy in terms of uh, sexism, racism, fat shaming, treatment of people with disabilities. You just got to lay all that aside. Judge it by the standards of the time. It's 80s, it's nostalgia, it's fiction, it's funny, it's adventure, it's escapism, it's a kid's film, you know, Um, and I really hope you enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, I guess I hope it gives you some comedy material of some outdated attitudes that deserve to be mocked. Uh, So have fun, guys. Enjoy the film. Thanks, Grace.
0: Thank you, Grace. Wonderful. Wow. Should we start with what did you think of the Goonies? Uh,
1: didn't really love it. Sorry, I feel bad. I actually feel like a proper guilt for the people who've like taken the time to recommend a film. And Grace actually recommended loads of films to us, and most of them, one of us had seen it. Um, She's a good recommender of films. Yeah, mm. and I feel I feel guilty when someone recommends a film that I don't love. I guess it'd be a boring podcast if we loved every film. Yeah. But there is a lot to say. It is there's a lot of there's a lot of funny stuff that goes on in scenes that you're like, What? That's crazy. So I think it's a fun one to chat about.
0: Good. Well shall we start some of those fun chats?
1: Yes. Brilliant. Let's start the fun chats.
0: Okay. Thanks for waiting everyone.
1: What did you think? I thought it was okay. I thought it was like a basically a
0: kid's Indiana Jones or Tomb Raider kind of thing. You know, and um, Steven Spielberg, who was the producer on this film and directed one or two scenes, apparently, um, he directed Indiana Jones.
1: I know that. I just read all of his Wikipedia page. I know everything there is to know about Steven <laughs> Stevenberg.
0: <laughs> Steele Stevenberg.
1: <laughs> He's got seven children. Seven children. Mm-hmm.
0: His wife wasn't working, was she?
1: Well, he had a few, a few women, oh. a few adopted, a few stepchildren. Look, loads of wombs going on there. <laughs> <laughs> wow! It's easy to have seven kids as a man, isn't it? Easier. Yeah, you,
0: just, you just don't wear a condom <laughs> and try lots.
1: Yeah, uh, he also directed Jaws, was his first big one.
0: Yeah, before that, of course, there was the duel.
1: I know. <laughs> Before that was the film he directed when he was 12.
0: What about the film he directed when he was in the womb? Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, he, he did his first film when he was 12 and it was about a toy cra- a toy train crashing. Sounds a bit of a drama king, to be honest. And then when he was in the Scouts, he made a film and it like won a competition.
0: But we're talking about not just Steel Spiengenberg. <laughs> we're talking about the Goonies
1: Yes, and he
0: was—he was not really the director of this. Richard Donner was the director of this.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Was he the producer on this?
0: Yes, Spielberg. Yeah. Sp- Spielberg. <laughs> Stevenberg. <laughs> Stevenberg. Uh, yes, was the producer on this, but he. What
1: is a producer?
0: Oh, who knows?
1: Because my auntie is a director and producer. Ask her then. Yeah.
0: Don't ask me. I haven't got a clue. Once you see that somebody can be the actor and director and producer, you sort of think, producer's not really doing much, is it? (laughs) There were lots of contraptions and kind of traps and booby traps.
1: They said the words boobies and willies a lot in that film because they had this character, One-Eyed Willie, who was this pirate thing. So they did say Willie a lot and then they said the word booby traps. So many times. I think it's a fun film. Yeah. I think people think that I like fun films because I'm a fun person.
0: Well, I mean, are you?
1: But shocker, I like depressing films.
0: You do not like fun films.
1: And fun life.
0: Yeah, you're much more interested in having actual, like tangible, you've created it yourself or played a big role in. It's fun, rather than sitting down and experiencing...
1: Watching other people have fun.
0: Oh, yeah. You want to get involved. Yeah. You're a very get-involved kind of person. But
1: that's better, though, than someone who wants tragic things to happen to them in their life and then wants to watch fun. That's more weird, mm. sure. Who sure. is that person? Do you know anyone <laughs> like that? I don't know. I really like... The most fun bit was when they went down that massive water slide. But I'd rather just go down a water slide. But that was... That was fun. It made me want to book a water park. Holiday. That was a real water
0: slide. I'm sure yeah. you know. And I read a thing that said sometimes after filming was done, Richard Donner, the director, and some of the cast would sneak back onto the set and go down the water slide. Oh,
1: that's cool. Which is kind of fun. Um,
0: and, of course, the water slide led down to, I mean, this is the end of the film, but a massive pirate ship.
1: And it was like a real pirate ship.
0: So they'd really made it. It's a replica... Meant to be a replica of a pirate ship from an older film in the '30s, with Errol Flynn in it. Um, it's a real honking great pirate ship, and all the filming was filmed on a real pirate ship.
1: And do you know, at the end, they just had to bin it because no one wanted it. I know, right? They said That's they'd give it away to anyone who could take it, and no one, no one's mum would let them.
0: <laughs> Honestly, Sean, where are you, you going to put where are you going to put the pirate ship, Sean? <laughs> where are you going to put it? If you can find a place to put it, I will take it. But we live in a two-bedroom flat. Um,
1: Is that Sean... Wait. Sean oh, yeah. Austin, Who plays Mikey.
0: The lead... The sort of lead character.
1: So, his mum, right? Right. Lost that map. So, he was allowed to take home the treasure map. Right. At the end of filming. Go on. And he kept it for years. And then... She just accidentally binned it, and he was very miffed. Very miffed. Ultra irked. That's a film fact I found out.
0: That is a film fact. Do you think, like, that makes me think she hadn't really paid attention if she'd watched this film at all.
1: I know. What a terrible mum.
0: What an absolutely terrible mum. Um, just think of all the things we have bin from our children.
1: Oh, we've always been in their um, precious artworks.
0: Props from movies they've been in.
1: you'd have a special box in the attic wouldn't you yeah i know he should have he should have labeled it better though it's not all on the mum. like if you shouldn't just shove it in the loft if that's an important thing like he should have like at least put it in a plastic wallet and labeled it
0: yeah box of spielberg loot or something you know you should have that
1: would be worth so much now on ebay I imagine, and I'm
0: I'm hopeful that Sean Astin is not really at the point where he needs to sell movie memorabilia to fund his lifestyle.
1: Well, do you know what happened to him after this film? Not directly after, years and years after, he died. Everyone dies. He was in another film. No he way. was in Lord of the Rings. I did yeah, not I did. know that. Did
0: you not know that?
1: He's one of those.
0: He's Samwise cute. Gamgee.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the.
0: He's one of the cute hobbits.
1: Hobbit boys. All right. But he doesn't even look like him. He looks
0: exactly the same. I don't... As I mean, as soon as the I saw his face... The ears aren't the same. Or the feet. As soon as I saw his face, I knew it was him. Um,
1: I didn't. That came as a shock.
0: How much Lord of the Rings have you seen?
1: I've seen the first one.
0: Oh, the whole of the first one?
1: Yeah, I saw it at cinema. Oh, well done. All right. Wasn't
0: challenging yeah
1: I didn't mind it because I went with some friends and it was like... I was like 16 and... Like boys came as well, and like, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, it was this was was like a bit a thing. of Hand holding,
1: mm. no, I don't think so. Oh,
0: too young for that, but full snog, who just, just skipped the handhold.
1: <laughs> we just, you know, felt grown up,
0: each other. No, sorry, yes, Sean Astin, um, big, big role in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Hmm? He was also more recently in stranger things on netflix he was all right i thought
1: yeah i still can't really work out which which one he is
0: which goonie or which Hobbit?
1: so he's the goonie that found the map and went and sort of led no
0: it. i'll tell you which ki- which kid he is he's the young kid who kisses the old girl when it's meant to be the older kid kissing the old girl
1: Oh, and she doesn't realise... She
0: doesn't realise she's kissing a 12-year-old. Oh, I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a scene where... I've never
1: kissed a 12-year-old.
0: Good. There's a scene where there's like a 17-year-old boy and two 17-year-old girls, and one of the 17-year-old girls fancies the 17-year-old boy, and she sort of calls him through in the dark, but he's doing a little wee. So he sends his younger brother to go and check absolute lunatic of a 17 year old girl just grabs the person that's come through without thinking without looking and gives him a snog
1: and doesn't realize doesn't realize
0: yeah she's like oh he had braces and he was stood in a hole and it it felt i mean firstly it felt like she was an idiot and then secondly it was like "Mm, if you unpack this a little bit
1: i'm not sure any of this is okay bit weird isn't it very weird but one of my favorite bits is the fact that they did go for a wee, because in loads of adventure <laughs> films like lord of the rings i don't see any bits where they stop for a wii or well any i don't need to say lord of the rings like any film action films and stuff people need when people have been doing actions for like four hours they need a wii
0: yeah, James Bond or never sandwich, walks in, and Money Penny goes. Oh, M wants to see him. He goes, "Oh, just a minute! I'm taking the paper, and I'm off for a big poo." Yeah. I mean, may, I don't know if that would that improve. That is a James plot Bond. hole
1: in every every <laughs> film.
0: There you are. So this film, this recording, we're not doing plot holes of this film. We're doing plot holes of every other film. Yeah. There you go. Um, so that's who Mikey is. Yeah, okay. That's who Sean Astin is.
1: He's one of the ones that did get famous afterwards, though, because a lot of the others did like terrible films afterwards and then just sort of fizzled out, or became something that wasn't an actor.
0: Really, of the two... of Sorry, there's only two of them that I know of really afterwards. It's him, Sean Astin, who plays Mikey, and the guy who plays his older brother, Brandon, Josh Brolin.
1: What does he become?
0: He becomes a movie star. What's he in? Well, um, most recently he was Thanos, the baddie in The Avengers, and uh, the baddie in Deadpool 2, and he's been in Sicario. He's he's a big action movie star, so a load of films that you haven't seen.
1: Okay. So, the fat one, yes. he becomes a lawyer or something.
0: And? Not fat anymore?
1: Oh, actually quite hot considering Whoa. how not hot he was as a 13 year old or, or I don't think or
0: anyone's like overall judge of hotness should be judged as a 13 year old
1: oh no 13's the ugliest age but he was a very weird looking kid I just
0: don't think 11, 12, 13 you've had a chance to grow into your looks
1: yeah, I know, but I mean, compared to the other the other kids in the film, he was like the weird looking one. Oh, apart from the complete freak, what was his name?
0: Not a kid. The, though.
1: No, the adult.
0: Sloth is his yeah. character w- I name. I
1: feel we're doing this all backwards. If you don't know the story, we've not explained anything. How creepy is that man?
0: This is animatronic face and makeup.
1: Yeah, it took five hours to do it.
0: I read that, so they. Employed uh, an American football player, big beefy guy called John Mod something close to that, uh, because I've done a lot of research. And then put him in makeup. Did you say for five hours? Mm-hmm. And he had an, you know, he had a funny.
1: His eyes were in the wrong place.
0: Egg-shaped head, eyes were in the wrong place.
1: He had a um, like a remote control eye that someone could control.
0: And wouldn't you want to mess with that? <laughs> It's
1: like an alien kind of thing.
0: Oh yeah, there were four people who were involved in the makeup and operation of that character. So, so shall we do a quick summary of what the story was?
1: Yeah, please explain it. I've got a question. Right, the the first scene is like someone in prison that's hanged themselves. That then they're like, oh, surprise, I haven't really hung myself. This was a joke. Yes. Was that related to any of the rest of the film? <laughs>
0: Uh, yes. Did you... Was it? Which bits did you sleep through?
1: Okay. Some, like, stuff happened in a prison, then it went to, like, kids finding a treasure map and being like, oh, let's find some pirate treasure. And then they found the pirate treasure at the end. What was the first bit to do with?
0: So what's happened here is there's two narrative threads, two main narrative oh, threads that's, that's going that's where on. I
1: can't keep up.
0: And usually it's men that can't multitask. There's two narrative threads that's gone on and you've missed one. Yes. So Robert Davy plays um, one of the Fratelli crime family. He pretends to hang himself to distract the guard in his prison cell, then escapes from prison, is rescued by his mother and his brother, and they go off to this remote, closed-down restaurant where some treasure-hunting kids arrive.
1: Oh.
0: And they get embroiled because it turns out the restaurant is the way into the cave system where the treasure is hidden. But the Fratelli crime family don't know this. that They get alerted oh. to this by the kids.
1: I didn't know that.
0: You really... Okay.
1: It's an unlikely scenario.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> not for 1985 in America apparently
1: <laughs> and then also this one of the kids their house is going to get repossessed and so that's why they need treasure so so it's handy that they find a treasure map just in uh,
0: I didn't realize this until we watched a bit of that Wogan interview with 11-year-old Chunk
1: that was really funny like if you can't be to watch a film watch that five minute interview terry wogan interviewing the fact you jeff what's his name
0: his real name's jeff something he plays the character who's known as chunk
1: it's a really unusual interview it's not how an 11 year old talks normally like he's like so such a like confident storyteller you know how normally if you're interviewing a kid, they just kind of answer yes or no? He, like... It's like talking to an adult, but hilarious.
0: He does a great job. It was it was kind of off-putting, but he explained something better than I think the film did. Because at the start of the film, after the prison escape and the car chase, um, there's just a bunch of kids talking over each other. And it's actually... I found it a little bit difficult to follow exactly what was being said, because they're, they're just rabbiting over the top of each other. So, they live in an area of Astoria in Oregon called the Goon Docks, which is meant to be this run-down bit, and uh, a company is coming in to pull down all their houses and build a golf club and country club on the on the property, and the the company's going to come in and buy up all their houses and they can't afford to keep their houses. They're about to be foreclosed on. So what Mikey does and the rest of the Goonies... That's why they call themselves the Goonies.
1: Oh, I thought that was just a silly name.
0: Yeah, it's not explained in the film, I don't think... Or I didn't hear it explained. So um, the guy, John, explains it much better in the Wogan interview... The Goonies are people who live in the Goon Docks. Uh. And they go together to try and save their area of the town from being bought out and turned into a country club. And. <coughs> Excuse me. Due to the laws of maritime salvage, I read this. Mm-hmm. International maritime salvage laws mean that it's kind of finders' keepers on maritime salvage on ships lost at sea. Is it? So
1: let's let's go find a ship.
0: No, no, it has to have sunk. You can't just that's <laughs> that's piracy, love. That's what you're talking you sh- about.
1: If you sink it,
0: no, that's still piracy. That's what international about terrorism. if you
1: find somebody on an inflatable boat and you take the pull the thing out so it uninflates? Does that mean oh, yeah, because inflatable
0: <laughs> boats they're renowned for carrying loads of <laughs> treasure, aren't they? <laughs> Lunatic.
1: Okay, how can we get
0: a boat? I don't think Maritime Salvage is a get-rich-quick scheme for <laughs> two people who live in Belvale.
1: <laughs> you lack ambition. <laughs> <laughs> is the Titanic still down? Um, you know what? I don't know. Oh, no, I think it, they got it.
0: We did a whole podcast about that film. Yeah. I think That's they've so brought good. it up. Okay, So,
1: what's still down there?
0: Loads of stuff. Um,
1: is there anything in the Mersey Because that's local.
0: Mm, it's, uh, I mean, there's probably something in the Mosey. Is there a ship full of gold? Don't think so. So the thing is, because yeah. of that, it actually works out that those really, really fake-looking jewels that get emptied out of the bag end... Oh, yeah. At
1: the end, I've got, like a plastic pot of jewels that look like that it was like a tenner for a a massive tub
0: yeah it looks like they they lost the real jewels and had to go down to the market quickly and buy some (laughs) new ones but they would have been mikey's the problem is of course even if he got the jewels then they're not actual currency he would have had to. yeah i know that's
1: i thought that's a big plot hole thing like you can't just be like oh, um, I don't have to sign this thing to give away my house now because I've got some plastic jewels. Like, you first have to, like, go on eBay, find out how much they're worth, like, all of that stuff, get the money for them. Because what if that wasn't quite enough? What if that was I only know, 90% right. of the the worth of the house and they still had to sell the house? Um, That's just silly.
0: And it's, I mean, so there's a triumphant image at the end of one-eyed willy ship the inferno sailing off into the distance um firstly no that ship would be rotten and sinky. but also how gutted would you be like you just said if you're like i found this ship full of treasure yes here's the proof of the treasure and oh it's just sailed off and i can't actually afford to pay off the mortgage
1: yeah who was sailing that ship
0: the ghosts of the pirates. No one. It was just. It just. It's not entirely clear how it escapes out of the. Yeah, because it was like
1: in a cave.
0: It was in a. But cave. how did he
1: get into the cave? Well, there's so many. There's so many things left unexplained.
0: Which I don't. I don't mind because it's. It's. It's obviously a kids' film, and it's. It, it's meant to be enjoyed and not thought about too deeply. I think, and he does talk about. One-eyed Willy sailed round the coast and hid, and built loads of caves around it like that. How it got in, I'm sort of happy that they mentioned that. But at the end, there's a bit like movie movie magic where all of a sudden this ship is is sailing off into the distance. Mm.
1: Like it was a kids' film, but it wasn't a little kids' film. Like who is that film for? I
0: think it's for twelve and thirteen-year-olds oh, okay. to feel like
1: a kid what? says shit.
0: S- there's several little shits in it, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and their language is not great. Good one. Thank you. Well, I, th- I thank you. <laughs> Apologies, for my language, mum.
0: <laughs> um, and one at one point, one of the kids, the uh, Chinese stereotype boy. <laughs> oh yeah. He spells it out because he spells it he goes holy S H I D because apparently he'd agreed with his actual mum not to swear. <laughs> that's so funny.
1: Uh, so, that's like if you were in a film and, you, and your your mum would tell you you weren't allowed to swear or do anything.
0: Or do anything.
1: He wouldn't be allowed to look at a booby trap because that's too close to <laughs> boobies.
0: I hope. I mean, I don't want to go too personal here, but I hope my mum figures out that I've seen boobs by now.
1: <laughs> Why didn't you text her now to let her know?
0: Hey, mum, just seen <laughs> <eat> some boobs.
1: <laughs>
0: Not going to do that.
1: Uh, um, yeah. So, what do you think is the most offensive thing? So, you read out that message at the beginning yes and then the whole film i was like what what is the bit that is really offensive i mean there's
0: some outdated stuff in there that's like okay those three jock guys are objectifying andy the cheerleader and he's trying to look down her shirt or something it's like that that's not okay That still happens. It wouldn't wouldn't quite happen like
1: that in a film anymore, though, I don't
0: think. but it still happens in real life. Whereas I think like... What,
1: men still look at women? What? It's 2021.
0: Shut all of your eyes, men. What? That's not how you say it. Shut your eyes, all men. Um,
1: Um, Yeah, there was quite a lot of sexism. I also thought like the bit at the beginning where the mum's got a broken arm... Yeah. And so she has to, like, hire a woman to do all her womany work instead of just, like, if I broke my arm, I hope you would step up to the job of some sort of my womany work. Oh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> what, putting in your tampons or something? <laughs> um, I think there's some bits that are, are a bit weird. Like, the guy who plays. Oh, the character Mouse seems to be a bit of a perv. So he seems to fancy Mikey's mum the mum with the broken arm a bit and then he makes a a joke about Chunk's mum so that Chunk will like smash the door down because he's the big fat kid do
1: you know Chunk's mum is his real mum
0: you mean the lady who plays the role of (laughs) Chunk's mum is is Jeff's mum you don't just mean (laughs) the mum is the mum
1: yeah yeah they were really like stingy on extras there's also like a cameraman is like someone's dad at the end.
0: Yeah, I read a bit of that. So um, the one that stuck with me was the dead guy in the fridge was one of the stunt guys.
1: I'd love to play a dead person in a film. I think it'd be easy. Relaxing. Yeah. But yeah, going back to the the sexism thing, I think the the girls were not like strong characters. They were like no. to be kind of looked after and... Sort of the way that the boys were treating them, like not in a horrible way, but just in a kind of a bit of an outdated, like way. Yeah. Whereas, like, Hermione in um Harry Potter was much more of an equal with, or even Elsa men. in
0: Jojo Rabbit, yeah, that's a strong female character, I yeah. think. Um, or Jojo's mum in Jojo Rabbit, um, I think. I I was a bit surprised, though. I've written it down in my notes. The things that worried me, that felt offensive, were Chinese stereotype boy and the 12-year-old on 17-year-old kissing action, especially at the end, when the 17-year-old, like, compliments the 12-year-old as a kisser.
1: Oh, yeah, that was the weirdest ever line. Let me read it to you. Please do. We laugh so much. Because I think how I read this it's not how it was meant to be I think I made it ruder than classic you (laughs) than it was intended to be okay here's the line you're a great little kid if you keep kissing girls the way you do the parts of you that don't work so good are going to catch up to the bits that do what does that mean
0: well it doesn't mean as you went straight for erectile dysfunction (laughs) 12 years old he's an asthmatic I think she means like kisses will cure your asthma
1: that's still a weird thing to say
0: yeah I mean there's other things she could mean but it was just a strange way to kind of tie up that little plot side track of like hey kid you're a good kisser keep going like that and it'll all be okay yeah I don't know that that's the kind of encouragement 12 year olds need from 17 year olds
1: Um, How many deaths were in this film?
0: There's two deaths in this film,
1: I think. Okay, and three snogs are counted. Okay. So, fairly equal. Fairly ratios. equal.
0: I suppose that's why we were both ambivalent towards it. <laughs> now, the, I, I mean, I don't quite know what to say about Data, Chinese stereotype boy.
1: Oh, yeah. Why was he called Data?
0: I don't know. They all have nicknames, and that was his
1: he had a load of weird contraptions that were very humorous and some of them were like that would not work what was the one that we were like well that wouldn't work
0: well those gojo go go gadget slippers that um, shot oil out the back of them all over oh, the yeah. thing there was there was the um, go go gadget arm with the boxing glove on the end Yeah, yeah. shot out and hit someone in the head.
1: And wasn't there something that he put all of his weight on? I think that was it. Oh,
0: yes. That was it. Sorry, everyone. It was a pair of comedy fake teeth on a spring. Oh, yeah. That launched out, grabbed onto the roof of a cave and stopped him from landing on some dangerous spikes.
1: Yeah, and we were like, that would not work. I think he called it the jaws of
0: death or something one second he calls his teeth thing the pincers of hell and uh, they save him from falling and later on in the film near the end he shoots them out and shoots grabs someone on the crotch by
1: people can't see your hand movements
0: well they're missing out
1: (laughs) i think it wouldn't have felt so offensive a kind of weird tiny stereotype if they'd have Given him an American accent.
0: Yeah. Uh, I. I mean. I've met some people who are, children of immigrants, and they don't have, little racist, (laughs) accents. I mean, they just speak two languages well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Yeah, if you've been, if you're born, if you're born here, and now you're thirteen. You would speak the same as all of your friends.
0: Yeah, speak. it felt a bit like un, unnecessary. So I, I imagine that it's some of those racial stereotypes they were referring to in the in the warning that Sky helpfully put up. I mean, as soon as that was up, we were like, "Oh yeah, we're in for a ride. Here we go." And it, it was, did
1: make me intrigued.
0: It was. I don't think it was like outdated from the word go.
1: I thought it'd be worse than that. When I saw that, I was like, "Oh, are they gonna like say the n word or like what's yeah, gonna a, go a down?" cross burning and the it KKK are around. It wasn't that.
0: No, and there's, I mean, there's some other just weird stuff. Like at the end, Sloth, the guy you were talking about, Chunk says, "You're coming to live with me now," and eleven-year-olds don't decide to take on uh, extra. Uh, people into their house people with additional needs.
1: Some who probably needs some kind of like residential care.
0: You come to live
1: with me now. Also like counselling to get over the trauma of like being locked up and stuff like that. He would have a lot going on, I think.
0: I think he did. And it seems like but I mean then again, if you can bond with a fat kid over half a chocolate bar Maybe he doesn't have all that much going on.
1: Who knows? Do you know the bit that I found weird is when they all had to go through his legs. That was weird. You did
0: not like that, did you?
1: I was like, you wouldn't. You just there was no need for every kid to go to crawl through his legs.
0: So the the big strong man is holding up a giant boulder, which is uh, which is. Uh, gonna fall and block their escape so he's holding it up on his back and uh, he's he's got his legs spread so that the kids and everyone can or not the kids and everyone the kids can crawl out to safety and chunk is the last one to go out although we don't see the big guy escape. He just turns up with his mom and his brothers. Anyway, Chunk is the last one to go out and then he comes back in and talks up to him. And you are aware that that kid's face is...
1: It's like right in the crotch.
0: Really close to this guy's crotch.
1: We should screenshot that and put it on Instagram.
0: I mean, will our account get taken down? <laughs> I don't
1: know. Maybe we're
0: perverts and we're watching it wrong because maybe it's aimed at 12-year-olds and they wouldn't look at that at all or whatever. It just... Once you'd started going, that's not okay. That's not okay. I couldn't unsee what I you were seeing. I think, as I work
1: in primary schools, like I'm more aware of child y- protection. Yeah, exactly.
0: I imagine there would be many child protection forms filled out after <laughs> that film.
1: But a child protection wasn't invented then.
0: Children didn't need to be protected in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do a uh, an, a musical inaccuracy? Yep. Uh, not too long ago, I released an album of music. That's my qualifier for, hey, guys, I can talk about music, okay? Um, and at one point, Andy, the, the girl, has to play the uh, pirate bone organ, which is not <laughs> as sexual <laughs> as it sounds.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a funny bit where she had to, like, She had to get the piano right. It was very strange.
0: She had to do some sight reading on an organ made from bones where it wasn't entirely clear which key was which. And she goes, Oh, I I can't tell if this is an A-sharp or a B-flat, which is the same note, everyone. (laughs) And then she goes, Oh, A, C-sharp and D, which is sort of like a suspended fourth A chord, but with the third in there. And then what she played was not that. So, um... Musically, that bit gets a you know a three out of ten from me a
1: three out of ten It's not bad
0: I mean, I mean <laughs> it is bad thirty percent that's a fail
1: okay I've got another favorite rude quote,
0: oh goody,
1: do you remember this bit of the film? That's my mum's favorite piece. <laughs> I do remember <laughs> that
0: it's when they've broken a small statue and the bit they've broken is the penis and balls.
1: <laughs> and they stick it back on the wrong way round.
0: Yes. And so then the
1: penis is going upwards. I like the bit where there's a zip line between the houses. Always wanted to do that.
0: Yes, Data the Chinese Kid... Jumps between the two houses on a zip line. Apparently, the James Bond theme is playing um, just before he jumps. And one of the baddies in this actually went on to play a baddie in a James Bond film. Wow. Whoa.
1: I've seen one James Bond film.
0: You have? You've seen. um,
1: The Adele one.
0: When the trifle (laughs) and crumble. It's called Skyfall but if you replace the word Skyfall <laughs> in the theme with trifle it works just as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so good. That's one of such a dad joke.
0: I really I really appreciated that dad joke when I discovered it. <laughs> I don't remember if some I don't remember who told me that but I was like, "Oh yeah, that's excellent."
1: <laughs> that's a good that's a good joke.
0: Shall we do a credits shout out my well,
1: love? Let's do a credit shout out.
0: It's time for the credit shout out. Shout
1: out! Shout out!
0: That's what this podcast is all about. We big up a person with a silly job or a name,
1: like shoe coordinator.
0: This is bound to lead to their future, future fame. You were quite confused by the swing gang until I told you that's not the same as a swingers gang. Yep. Yep. Um, What
1: is a swing gang? I don't know. Oh.
0: Didn't bother to look it up because I didn't want to sully my Google search history just in case. (laughs) There were two teachers. We had a little chat about that. Oh, yeah. Jack A. Tice and Rhonda C. Fine.
1: Because the kids had to be taught, obviously. It was So the teachers just went for them.
0: Over a period of five months, almost entirely chronologically, as well, like in order. Sorry, so of course, yeah, they had to have teachers on set teaching them stuff. I don't know what
1: chronologically means. Oh, oh.
0: (laughs) I think everyone here is a do you think
1: that would be a fun job? Like, because we're homeschooling at the moment, but do you think like schooling a kid on film would be fun, or do you think it'd be really hard because they'd be like tired out from the filming? and probably not very motivated to do schoolwork because they think they're going to be rich and famous as adults.
0: Yeah, I don't imagine it's a priority for school-age for kids who are on a film. I bet they're just like, I'm on a film. I'm having fun. Like, yeah. I didn't manage to find out how much they earned, the kids earned or were paid for this. Um, but yeah, I do imagine you're like 12 years old or 15 years old. You're like, I don't need school. I'm on a flipping Steven Spielberg film. Spielberg. <laughs> Sch- what? Stevenberg. That's it. <laughs> uh the water slide, which we mentioned before, was supplied by the Langford Surf Coaster Corporation.
1: Do you think they could sponsor this podcast?
0: I would absolutely love that.
1: I love a water slide.
0: Surf Coaster. Not just a water slide. Yeah. Like that is a marketing that is marketing par excellence. <laughs> And it did look good, didn't it? Yeah,
1: like it looked a lot of fun.
0: There was a—I l- mean, there was s- quite a few cuts, so you couldn't—you didn't ever get one shot of how long it was or whatever. But I also thought that people doing the stunts on it—they were—they were going all out. There were some people flipping over and twisting and stuff.
1: Yeah. I want to try a luge.
0: You are a bit of a luge, Dick. <laughs> You've got to lose yourself in the music. Th-
1: oh, stop! Stop. <laughs> I'm having fun. I've got another fact about Sean Astin. Go on. You'll be jealous. Will I? He ran an Ironman in Hawaii in 2015.
0: Okay. I mean, that's pretty
1: good. You always want to do sporting things in remote places. Don't know
0: why. I do. Just the other day I was saying, please, let me go and do cartwheels in the Orkies. <laughs>
1: Not stopping you, it's probably illegal though.
0: Let me go scuba diving in space <laughs> um yeah. I think
1: you just want a holiday away from me, and you know that I won't come if you're like going to do a marathon and you're just trying to see how far away you can do a marathon rumbled, maybe you don't even run at all. you're just trying to get yourself a a break from me.
0: Oh, would i do that <laughs> yeah good good for him he um cuz last time i saw him was in stranger things and he didn't look in peak iron man shape i'll be honest with you
1: last time i saw him was in the aldi <laughs>
0: <laughs> how did he look
1: um fine
0: great okay one uh, one thing i wanted to talk about just briefly highlight from the end of the film Andy, the uh, piano bo- bone organ lady, <laughs> do you know? Do you remember what she says to her parents at the end? No. She goes, oh, can I take piano lessons? Like, that's her well, takeaway. Well, maybe that's
1: why she doesn't know that an A sharp and a C flat is the same Not thing. Not the same thing. <laughs> or whatever. A sharp and a C flat. <laughs> a horrible dissonance. <laughs>
0: They're literally a semitone apart. I mean, Jacob Collier could resolve them, but <laughs> no one else can. Um, she, Her takeaway from that whole adventure is, yep. I need to get back on the piano lessons. Not, I don't need to hang out with that guy who's objectifying me. I've found this other young man who seems to treat me a bit nicer. Or, I wonder if I'm weird for liking kissing 12-year-olds. <laughs> No, i got to get back on those piano lessons. But
1: maybe the piano will be her sort of therapy and she'll write beautiful songs about how you shouldn't kiss 12-year-olds and don't let creepy men look down your shirt. How would that sound? <laughs> <laughs> don't let creepy men look down your shirt. Learn to play the piano well so you don't get drafted a pirate ship. Don't kiss 12 year olds. No, no, no. Unless you're a 12 year old. The end. The end. So that you can remix that into a beautiful track.
0: that was brave of you well done <laughs> there's a guy who goes into the shower wearing soap on a necklace <laughs> oh
1: yeah, I forgot that is that a thing soap it's on not a, rope. a thing
0: for me soap on a rope that's a prison thing isn't it
1: I don't know I haven't been in prison
0: well, I'd, I'd love to go I. though
1: what you can do degrees for free. Like this, they get TVs in their room. Like they always have a TV license, whereas we, when our TV license ran out, we're like, "Oh, wait a few months, and we'll see when we've got the money to buy a new one." We just won't watch BBC for a bit. Like, there's so much they get that we don't get. Violent
0: bumming's from convicted <laughs> criminals, beatings in the yeah. Shower. Okay, there's
1: some downsides, but I reckon a, a woman's prison would be. Fine. Full
0: of lesbianism, like I'm aggressive, against,
1: angry. I'm not against. I'll cut this bit. Lesbianism. Yep. I'm not saying I'm a lesbian, but
0: if it's a choice between staying with your husband and looking after your kids, or getting a free degree, a TV in your room, and a bit of lesbianism,
1: <laughs> it's a close
2: call.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do not feel great about that <laughs> sentence. <laughs>
1: Oh, it'd be nice if you could do a degree in, like, ceramics or something, like, that'd be fun. All this time, all all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) You just make vaginas all day from clay. That'd be so nice.
0: You made, made, I'm just saying, all that time (laughs) I learned finding the clitoris and (laughs) this is how you reward me.
1: But maybe you should help other people find the clitoris with a clay vagina.
0: You've got to search for the clitoris <laughs> inside of you.
1: <laughs> oh, I hope people have listened to other episodes so there's, like, some you context You're going to have to put this explicit <laughs> and not tell our moms about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, moms. I don't want your mom to know you found the do you think she'd be proud of me? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Oh, dear. (sighs) Too much wine.
0: I think that's probably it for me.
1: (laughs) We've said too much. We've
0: said (laughs) far too much. Do we know what we're watching next week?
1: Yes, actually. What are we watching next week? We're watching The Big Sick, which sounds (laughs) disgusting.
0: Food poisoning it is.
1: Um... We'll hear more about that. Next Who's week, recommended I guess. that? Hairbeard Bald. Uh, our hello, podcast friends. pen pals.
0: Thanks for listening. Thanks for bearing with us through some of that last bit. And we'll speak to you soon.
1: Bye. Bye.